Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. Dude, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo across now eight. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself, Pete, and we are celebrating International Podcast Day. We decided to hop across the pond and we got at least one of the Harlefo guys with us. <laughs> uh, we were going to have Courtney, but I think she fell asleep. Yeah, it's late. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Chris, you came on and uh, we got another Chris. This is the third one that's been on the podcast, at least. You have uh, to have one for, Chris every week is the rule. I do. It's a rule. It's a rule. Yeah. So thanks for coming on and being on with us late. I know uh, it's not easy to get the UK and the US together for these podcasts. No, no. We can sort it. Though. So, so what we're going to talk about today is we are going to look at uh, a couple more of these titles, just because once again they've been released, and some of the cool things are that you can actually see the models in the wild now. So I know some of the models that I got, we're actually going to talk about, and then we'll just discuss some filthy Bayou stuff because Chris and I both like the Bayou. Yeah, and if you don't, you can fuck off. So <laughs> <laughs> now. Before we get into that, though, make sure that you guys are supporting the podcast directly by, uh, if you want, at patreon.com slash ragequitwire. Most of our stuff that we're putting out as far as news can be found on ragequitwire.com. That's what we're replacing with the Evil Empire Facebook, or I guess from the Evil Empire Facebook. And we're also on Twitter, Instagram, doing trying to do a weekly YouTube stream. I'm going to do some mandatory Malifaux. This last, actually it was last night, I actually recorded a stream where I basically went through the boxes. Uh, if you're curious about what those new nightmare boxes look like, I actually went through them, looked at the new Fate deck that they had and some of the new title boxes. So if you're curious what those plastics look like, uh, yeah, check out our, our YouTube channel. We're going to try to do that at least once a week. And we might even do some uh, live battle reports instead of just the... Uh, the recorded ones that we're doing, which just a little spoiler, the next bat rep we're going to do, we're doing new titles. So put your fun hat on. We're going. <laughs> so one thing I got to know before we get into talking about some of these titles, Chris, yeah. is you are on the Harlefo podcast. There's three of you gents over there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you guys, the series that you're doing right now, you do almost... It's almost like you're trying to convince each other how broken a master is. <laughs> how fun! And, how fun a master is. <laughs> I don't know. I I I heard Courtney talking about the Ulix one, and <laughs> there was a lot of uh, hatred for some of those pigs. It's not fun having a big pig launched in your face every turn, but it is fun launching a big pig into someone's face every turn. So that's where the balance is. Chris, you. Courtney had me laughing because I'm pretty sure he said this on the podcast. He said, playing Ulix is like playing fucking Space Invaders. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It just is. wave after wave of pigs. <laughs> and that's why I love playing him. It's just exactly my style. 
I think the one thing people do want to know is I'm going to play it actually right here. I'm going to play the uh, the little advertisement that you guys make in the middle of your show. Yeah. And this one's a little raunchy. It was the one where Ulix was telling the tale of the three little pigs. <laughs> Weekday mornings on Harley Foe. It's the Leopold and Trunky Show. Hi, cuties. Welcome to the Leopold and Trunky Show. Today, we're joined by Uncle Ulix, who's going to tell us the story of the three little piggies. Take it away, Uncle Ulix. Ah, Leopold. Well, once upon a time, there were three little piggies, and this wolf tried to mess with them. But guess what? They fucked that wolf up, cause ain't no one messes with my fucking piggies. You hear me, boy? Nobody messes with my fucking piggies. They'll chew you up and fucking spit you out like a piece of goddamn shit on the sole of my boot. And then they'll grind your bones down to dust. They'll eat your teeth. They will eat your clothes. There'll be nothing left of you. You should not fuck with my piggies, boy. Okay, okay, that's quite enough of that story, Ulix. Yeah, it's not quite how we remember it, is it, kitties? Uh, maybe next time we'll get a nicer story. Maybe the tale of babes, the pigs adventure the city. Yeah, that motherfucker made the porky blinders. The meanest gang that ever ran that entire city. Okay, kids, see you next time. Bye! Weekday mornings, only on Harley Who comes up with these advertisements? That's what I want to know. Um, me. It's all me. Oh, yeah? Normally, uh, on a drive home on the motorway, I'll just get an idea <laughs> in my head for an advert, and then I'll, I'll try not to crash as I'm busy laughing at myself in the car. And then I just <laughs> pretty much have to record it when I get home, with my wife staring at me, calling me a dickhead, basically, because <laughs> I'm screaming into a microphone. And I get the kids involved yeah. sometimes, get them oh, to do nice. voices. Courtney did one recently, Tom's wife. Uh, she was, I believe she was Molly on one of them. Oh, nice. Yeah. I would say that's, I think you should almost make like a, like a compilation of uh, just all of them and just throw them up all over the we place. Did, just so people um, can... We did that after the 10th episode. There was a special compilation with them all. And we'll probably do it again after the 20th. I think we're on 16 or 17 now, so it's not too nice. far I'll, off. I'll though. take a look at that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that last one with Ulix I, that I saw or listened to was really good. It was funny. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, people, you might have been startled because, like I said, I'm putting it in here so you guys can hear it. And you might have been startled when all of a sudden Ulix just started dropping F-bombs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best part, just taking taking these Malifaux characters and putting them in a completely different situation and probably with a voice and a, a manner that just, it just doesn't seem like the fluff at all. That's the most fun part of it. So, Chris, was that like your best Southern accent? Is that what you were going for? Uh, yeah, it probably was my best. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Cause... pay for voice actors. I don't do... Uh... <laughs> what is it the through the breach one the um the yeah. proper weird ones weird chronicles oh yeah so definitely check out uh check out their podcast it's definitely worth a listen and i try to harass chris every now and then to drop new episodes because i like listening to to their podcast a lot yeah and i harass you for uh spoilers on who the new biomasters are going to be but you didn't let <laughs> anything slip at all like the professional that you are i i think most people could figure it out oh yeah 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 but but I'm a gentleman. I'm like, eh, you just have to see. You've read the Don't NDA. Wait. You know the rules. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I try to keep a good working relationship here. Not professional, but a good working one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So 
Chris, we're just going to kind of do some bullshitting here. Uh, you guys are very uh, akin to what the Rage Quit Wire do. You guys focus more, not necessarily on the OP powerful shit, which we're, there's going to be in the game. Oh, yeah. You guys focus more on, okay, how's it feel to play this? What do I love about it? What's it good at? So I thought you guys were perfect to come on and, um, well, at least you, Courtney. Courtney's on the couch, but yeah, I'll try waking him up at the end of it. He might, he might randomly jump on. We don't know, but yeah, we're going to talk about what some of these masters that we just are really eyeballing and jonesing to, to try out uh, and expand into, and yeah, just what are we excited to play? Yeah. So you being the guest, Chris, I am going to let you start off with what new title you're looking at that that really is exciting you. Uh, it, it's got to be Ulix straight from the bat. From the minute I saw that artwork, I needed the model. I didn't care what the rules were. I don't care what it's like, whether it's absolute shite on the table. Um, I'll be playing Ulix. But then. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing we can know about Malifo, though, is the art on the card usually represents somewhat the model. Yeah. Yeah. It's normally spot on. It'd be fun to see how they do Tara. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where it has like the three levels yeah, of her. Yeah. Like, so yeah, Ulix is he has a flaming arrow and he's riding a big old pig. Yeah. He's on, on a 50. So I mean, obviously you love Ulix, but what specifically about this are you like, oh this is just so cool. he's riding a giant flaming pig. <laughs> it is exactly that. Um but when you once the card actually came out and you read into how the pigs play with fire now and set everything on fire and Ulix uses that fire, it's just I don't know, it's a completely different way of playing him. I think he's hyper-aggressive now, whereas before the pigs were hyper-aggressive, now he's in the mix with them, mm -hmm. which is just, it's a really interesting way. He's not sat at the back getting carried around, and now he's leading the charge, if you will, from the front on a giant fucking yeah. flaming pig firing a flaming bow and arrow at people. Yeah, and the cool, I think the cool part about him is that Weird knows that the Sui keyword is very... It, like you said on your one of your episodes recently, it's a very keyword centric back or not faction, but crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to go out of keyword a lot with Ulix. No, just to fill maybe the specific holes like Ulix one, I'd take the emissary uh, yeah. or the effigy just to help with the card flip that you needed. But Ulix two, I don't think really needs that card flip at all. Yeah, I mean, is he drawing cards somehow on his? He's not, but he's not as reliant on the target numbers that he was before. Like you'd need oh, some. So, so he doesn't. So he do, he doesn't grow pigs anymore. It's he, he, he kind of cooks them up. <laughs> it's, it's weird <laughs> now. So before, yeah, you'd need a high a high card to get that war pig out. Now you just need to set two things on fire and push a piglet through them. Um, and it's like yeah. a four of crows, I think it is. Yeah, four of crows and just push a piglet through two things that are on fire and you've got a war pig straight away. Yeah, so you can either basically set stuff on fire with Ulix's bow yeah. or you can also, I think he has ability on the front where pigs that damage models, they they put burning they one on them They don't even have to damage like it, they just have to touch it. So Ooh. yeah, either, I think move into base contact with it or move through it, um, then it gains a burning. So you're putting, so if you charge and you do the old stampede, you're doing yep. one damage and burning. And That's burning as well, yep. Yeah, and then if you get the, uh, oh, what's it called? The uh, mask trigger where you can push through the model as well and then take another attack at the, the war pigs. Uh, so then you put another burning on it then and then 
Oh yeah, shove aside. Shove aside. That uh, no, no, not shove aside. Yeah, it's, I mean, shove aside's one, and then there's another one where you actually go through the model. Yeah. It's like ram through or something like that. Something like that. I was literally playing Ulix yesterday. <laughs> well, I've slept since then. Well, we were just talking about how we literally forget rules while we're playing shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> read, read cards and then immediately forget everything it does, and then halfway through a game, just go, "Oh my god!" Listen, we never, we never claim to be good at this game. <laughs> I'm gonna find this now, though. Uh, Rampage, that's the one. It's the crow. Sorry, yeah. Push five. Push this model five inches, ignoring any model, so it moves through the target. So you can just push a pig through everything and just set it all on fire on the way through. Yeah, and he still has some healing aspect to it. Yeah, I mean, don't get the heal his, when the his current general heals a ton, anyways. Yeah, yeah. The the pigs all heal. Yeah, because of old major. They're, they're getting the built-in ram, so they're just healing when they hit things anyway. So, like I say, shoot two things in the arse with Ulix turn one. They'll take probably two damage each and a burning, but then Ulix can just heal up the two damage, or you can just leave it off them and let them heal it themselves. And then just yeah. push a piglet through. You've got a war pig straight away. That's <laughs> if you're staying in keyword like me. There's probably ways of doing it out of keyword. but I just I can't get over that bacon beeline where not only are you just moving the pig ridiculous amount, but then, yeah, that crow trigger, you can just grow it, which is yeah. just disgusting. That's it's, it's seven inches up. I think yesterday, uh, in my first game with Ulix 2, I had a war pig over the center line before it even activated. <laughs> it had grown turn one, and um, Penelope was sat near it, so it, could, it had a potential 21-inch threat range, oh, and it was over the halfway line, which was uh, so brown trousers. I'm kind of curious, since, since you've had a shot at this, what what have you noticed the difference between this Ulix versus Ulix one? Like, what's the play style difference, if any? I think Ulix one spent a lot of time playing with himself, if you know what I mean. Kind of messing, yeah, messing yeah. with the piglets in the back and kind of growing them up and moving and making the piglets yeah. do things. He does love husbandry. He does love husbandry, indeed. It's, it's a very lonely <laughs> profession. It is, <laughs> but you've got to keep warm in the winter somehow. Um. Is this Ulix, he he charges right into the thick of it and like shoots his bow and arrow and his melee attack as well is really good because the guy I was playing was testing new Yuko and uh, yeah. he took the obsidian statue as a bit of a counter pick because uh, it, yeah. it doesn't suffer burning damage. Um, so when I was doing burning to it, Ulix was stripping the burning off to get a plus to his melee instead. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, it's pretty good. Fuck you. You think the burning can't hurt you? I'll hurt you in other ways. Yeah, I mean, because it, it's a pig, so it does the traditional pig damage track. It's three, four, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty traditional. I didn't realize it was a pig until after the game. And I was like, oh shit, Ulix is actually a pig now. <laughs> he could have had plus one move and plus the damage from Old Major and all the other pig yeah. things. Yeah, and the built in ram too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So one thing that I am curious to hear what you think about. So I don't know if you've looked a lot at the Fey pig. So the pig that can go with Titania. Yeah. Have you looked at that model? Every, every Manthian boar. I did try it because we, we played on Vassal and Vassal was quite scenery heavy. Um, so there were a lot, Usually, of, yeah. a lot of forests on there. Um, and it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant because um, my pigs weren't choked in the deployment zone at the start. This thing moved up to a forest, then like teleported six inches, and I was throwing out the underbrush markers to block off the enemy as well. Um, but then the second game we played, there was like no no severe terrain on the board at all. So probably wasn't worth bringing in. No, it's a very it's a very tech pick. Um, 
Well, I think it's a tech pick unless you bring it in Titania because she can just put out her own. Oh, yeah, yeah. With that, you can, <laughs> can just hop between underbrush markers like mad. It's That's really right. good in that. But I think in Ulix, yeah, it is more of a tech pick. But I'll probably end up using it anyway because it's just a really nice model. Well, I hope it That's is. An that's another one where I looked at the art and you can just imagine that that model is going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't what I expected to be like a giant wooden pig with moss on its back, but, uh, <laughs> but I'll take it. Any new pig model. I'll take Hell it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I haven't played Ulix in a lot. I played Ulix more in uh GG one. Yeah. So now with GG two, I've been playing more of, uh, just mostly Maw and zip, uh, yeah. thrown in with some other stuff in there too. Just because I've I've fallen back in love with Ma, she's just I never fell out of love with Ma. She's just she's the greatest. Well, I think one of the reasons was because I didn't have the new um, uh, whatever the science boxes with uh, Big yeah, Green yeah, Brain. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have the test subjects to have that fun, but I've still not got them. You know, I've got Brain because I got Brain back <laughs> in second edition, but I've not got the test right. subjects yet. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely excited to try out Ulix again because a lot of the pigs I already, I mean, I still use. I use Gracie all the time. Yeah, yeah. Just because she's the best pig. She is the best but pig. I, I mean, honestly, I think a buy as a Bayou player, you could probably find an excuse to bring Gracie in any any crew. Pretty much armor two ride with me. It's just, yeah, oh. plenty of uses for that. Yeah, and she's only eight stones. Yeah. So that old major, I miss old major. I haven't played him in a while. Yeah. Uh, I also just, the war pigs, just the cool thing about Ulix one is you, you tend to lose your hand because you're discarding and, and, you know, cheating. To go oh, and yeah. All that stuff. yeah. But I will say that you're just kind of flipping because you have so many attacks. Yeah. And when those war pigs hit like the severe, they hit the red joker, they just kill stuff. They just oh, die. I had um, the, the second game we were playing yesterday, um, just before Vassal died, because that's what Vassal does. My opponent yep. was uh, trying Mei Feng too, and he'd launched uh, Mech Pork Chop right near enough into my deployment zone, turn <laughs> one. So I turned a piglet into a war pig, got old Major to um, push it three inches and give it tomes for the rest of the turn. So it had armor piercing. So I had this war pig that I hadn't activated ready to go into mech pork chop and do three armor piercing attacks on him. And then Vassal died. <laughs> it was like, this is too much. Yeah, it's like, no, <laughs> you can't have this. The way I'm envisioning this then is because with the Ulix one, not only do you have to have a high card, but you actually have to bring a medium, I mean... I think a medium-sized pig to get to a war pig turn one. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's something like a boar, yeah, to try and grow it that Where, way. Whereas here, I mean, I mean, tell me if I'm not reading this right. You could bring a small pig and turn it into a war pig. Oh, yeah, piglet, yeah. Straight yeah. away. I mean, that's in, that's insane. It's just, what, three stones and then boom, war pig? War pig, yeah, for the cost of setting two of your models on fire. <laughs> Which is absolutely fuck all, really. Oh, man, I don't, that that seems good. Yeah. I don't I don't know how you come back from that. Yeah, you don't. You, you make one every turn, every turn. Five yeah. war pigs throughout the game and just launch them. Up. <laughs> Seems good. Yeah. So, so you almost just bring your utility pieces, just the, yeah. the pigs that you want. The war pigs are always just a distraction, always a yeah. distraction because they're yeah. they're annoying as fuck to deal with and they're fast, so you can't ignore them. So, you... well, that's the problem, right? Because they're they're fast, they hit hard, so you have to deal with them. You can't ignore them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they heal themselves yep. and you have other stuff to heal them. So they really have to focus fire on it quick so it, they can get rid of that one, move on to the next one. Yeah. And meanwhile, 
even piglets uh, are running around scoring schemes for you because they're not insignificant yeah. and they get the plus That's, one move I, buff. I don't know why Weird decided to make those not insignificant. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's sh- awesome. Sh- keep it a secret. <laughs> not only are they not insignificant, they drop a scheme marker when they die. Spread them out is like so easy with you. I I, I did like a, well, a power play yesterday where yeah. I think I dropped a scheme marker in the middle um, for spread them out. And then one of the big Kabuki warriors or whatever yeeted it back into my half so it wasn't counting. So a squealer activated, moved up a tiny bit um, so he could see the piglet, shot it and killed the piglet to drop a scheme marker from like 10 inches away, then dropped a scheme marker himself. So that was two of the three I needed for spread them out. I mean, hey, that, that does work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say also in Gaining Grounds 2, there are so many schemes schemes that are, uh, you, you need scheme markers, but also just like research mission, yeah. uh, deathbeds, you can use so many things just for scheme markers. And it's like, oh, I died, but hey, there's a scheme. Cool. Yeah, Great. yeah. Do I want a scheme or do I want a corpse? Or... <laughs> That's what the Aramanthian boar is good for, actually, research mission. Because you're chucking yeah. out that underbrush marker there, especially with something like idols, where your your strategy markers are going to be there anyway. So, well, cool. Is there anything else you want to share about Ulix that you're really excited about? Anything you think will work really well with him? I think it's his entire. You're just sticking keyword with him, really. They'd probably, I so. leave it to greater minds than me to come up with the mad tech because there will be some crazy combos without of keyword and that. Well, and let me. I'll ask you about that because I think you and I are kind of at the same mind of, of the same mind here where I I understand that people can bring stuff out of keyword and I do. I'm not gonna act like I don't. Yeah. But I think crews like especially Ulix and crews like, I don't know, maybe Wong and other crews like that. I really feel like when you start going too much out of keyword, not only does it not do a ton of things for it, but even if it does then it doesn't feel like that crew. Yeah, it loses its flavor completely. Like, what's the point in playing the pig keyword if half the models aren't going to be pigs? Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm not going to do the grow mechanic. I'm just going to use this broken whatever thing. And yeah. it's, it's, I, I'm, I don't, I don't like playing that way. But I get how some people do. Yeah, they just like those. I'd rather lose combos. and have fun than, um, oh yeah, than, than win at all costs, as it is. <laughs> so speaking of broken shit, yep. I did hear, and one of the masters that I am excited about, and one of the boxes I actually got was I got the box that has Hoffman and uh, Von Schill in it. Yes. Out of the new titles. However, I do hear around the internet there's a lot of crying about this inventor Hoffman. I don't know if you've heard as <laughs> much crying as I have. No, no. Why? 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 There's a lot of people crying about the pylon markers, right? And and his ranged attack, the alternating current, right? Yeah. Because it's four irreducible damage, and you can do it three times to three different models. <laughs> it's 12-inch range. It's not a gun, so you don't have to worry about things like friendly fire. And not only that, it has a built-in thing for power strike. So a friendly augmented model within three of the target gains a power token. So you can just hand out power tokens. Yeah, but it's not like irreducible's not been in the game before. Look at Levy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a few new things that that definitely are dipping into the irreducible bucket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think people just see that. And also, I think there was something where they were worried about the pylon markers, you know, kind of walling off certain areas like objectives. And I'm sitting there like, have you not played against like piano markers and ice pillars? Yeah, I mean, yeah. This isn't something not, you know, you know, something unique to the game. 
And this is where you do go out of keyword if you need to, or there's versatiles <laughs> that can that can get rid of the markers anyway. Oh yeah. Well, but and honestly, it's probably just you and me being spoiled with the Bayou. The Bayou has no like lacking of getting rid of markers. We yeah. have so many things that get rid of markers. I don't even care. Giant steamroller with a pig in it. That'll do. Hell yeah. Or a fat guy with a snake on his neck. I was hearing your uh, your crew on your podcast there really complaining about that roll pig. <laughs> it's just so fast. You just can't get near it. Absolutely. Lovely. Well, and that was the thing. Last time I played the emissary uh, for Bayou, it, uh, I was playing against Cadmus, so I didn't feel bad because it was Cadmus yeah, nonsense. Yeah, fuck Cadmus. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I would roll it. And he, I almost use it as a distraction to just kind of yeah. go run schemes and pick up uh, symbols and stuff. Yeah. And he would he would jump on it with like three or four models, maybe do a handful of damage. But it's it's not it's not easy to damage the emissary. It's high no. defense armor too. Yeah. <laughs> and I, as soon as next turn came up, I just you know bulldoze 12 inches away from them they'd have to chase it down again yeah, yeah for some reason chris was really hell-bent on trying to kill it you just that's i think that's what ulix and bayou in general does really well they just piss people off so much that they get focused on killing this one model that isn't really that that good of a model it's just pisses them <laughs> off <laughs> well I, th the rage. I think that's part of bayou where there's stuff like that that pisses people off and the people that don't like the aesthetics are like, and they look stupid yeah. and the stupid models pissing me off. Yeah. I'm like, fuck off. There's a pig in a top hat coming at you. What are you going to do, son? <laughs> come, come at me, bro. So yeah, Hoffman getting back into that, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though we're, we're, we're going to keep bouncing into Bayou. So if, if you like the Bayou, you're going to like this episode because that's what we do. But I started getting into Guild just because I wanted to, you know, when I get bored with Bayou, just have something to bounce into. Yeah. He has these arc nodes, which are these pylon markers. And I'm, I'm guessing since it doesn't say the size, it's automatically just a 30 mil. I think that's yeah, kind of what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of disappointing because I kind of wanted these big 50 mil like pylon markers that had like these currents coming out of it or something. <laughs> Connect you know? them all up with wires across the table. <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking about it. I got, I got a guy. So I got to print something off for those. But... Yeah, those pylon markers are cool because they can uh, give you shielding and a power token, which I, if you haven't played Hoffman 1, I mean, yeah. the augmented keyword is just big stompy robots that are just there. They're, you're you're not going to get through them quick. Yeah. So I don't know. Have you played against a lot of Hoffman? I, I played in my first tournament in M3 I went to. I, I soloed Wong because I'm a sucker for pain. And yeah. the last game I came up against Hoffman. And just fuck. that's actually not it's not terrible for Wong in that one uh, uh, if you bring the right pieces. He had the pale rider as well, so ah, it was terrible ah, for Wong. That's, okay, that's fair. <laughs> so we were both on the bottom table as well. I think we both were. <laughs> it was the bottom table, and I got beat. It was like, and somehow well, see, didn't get the spoon. That's how you got to play though when you're at that kind of just at that table, and you're just like, oh, no, fuck it. I'm just I want I want to have some fun here. Yeah, here comes the Wong. Here comes a pegapult. Fuck it. Hey, don't fuck around with the second Wong. He's going to get you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wong 2.0. <laughs> so, I mean, Hoffman is just a really cool snipey robot. I put the model together on stream last night. Uh, and, yeah, he's just, he he's slinging lightning instead of healing with a, with a torch. So yeah. he's actually a little bit on the offensive now instead of just healing up his stuff with a torch and giving out fast. I don't. 
I was going to ask you about this, Chris, just kind of looking at him compared to the first Hoffman. Yeah. He does put out the damage. He has claws that can put out decent damage. My question is, Hoffman one strength was giving fast and power tokens out to his models. Yeah. Does the damage and some of the mobility and the pylon markers, do you think that makes him... It makes him different, but does it make it better? Does it make it different enough where you're going to have fun with it? Like, what do you think? I Is think it going to play differently? Like, I I really like models that put out markers. Like, I, I play a meta game with myself always, which is how many markers can I get on the table? Which is why I've got, like, 15 pit traps printed for Mar, and I think my, rec- yeah. my record is 15 on the board at the end of the game. Um, so I think with Hoffman, I'd have a lot more fun with Hoffman too because I would just be chucking out pylon markers to block people off. Yeah, and you you have to do the uh, the reference with the construct additional pylons. With oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got I've got the three D um, STL file, whatever it's called, ready to print. Well, there <laughs> so you go. So I can make them just for the, the Hoffman players in our group. But I think it's it, he is very much like Ulix one and Ulix two in a way. Except Ulix two doesn't really have the markers, but he's gone from that supporting buffing up his things and sending them out to kind of getting more in the thick of it now. Yeah. Well, and that's what's going to be interesting. And actually, I want I want to get your idea about this too, because I know how I feel about it. So the way the rules are written right now, you reveal these titles when you reveal the list. Yeah, you covered correct? this with the other Chris last time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I wanted to get your opinion because I, I told everybody that I know when I run a, an event, yep. I'm actually going to do it similar to where it's like, okay, choose the master, secondary master title. Yeah, and then build your list out, which I think is the better way to do it. I was just curious what you think about it. Um, I I kind of like the way we're doing it at the moment. I think time will tell on that one, but I think it means you, you won't see such uh, how do you put it like such niche. You, list. you won't see hard lists. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you're gonna have to be more generic because you won't know which version. I mean, Hoffman's coming up. You know, you're gonna want anti armor. Hell yeah, um, but. <laughs> But other masters that are so completely different, yeah, I think you, you need to build a more generic list that could deal with either. But then your opponent's kind of going to be doing the same thing because he, they won't know which version they're going to be dealing with. So, yeah, I think it's not as bad with Hoffman because you know, okay, it's either going to be buffing his robots or it's going to be setting up setting up kills with Hoffman yeah. and finishing stuff off with Hoffman. Yeah, uh, there are some other masters though where they are severely different that you really could be caught off guard if if you're not familiar or you choose to tech against the wrong one. Yeah, yeah. It's um, the, the certain masters, though, that you pretty much know it's always going to be the newer version because some of them are just <laughs> straight up what the first one should have been. Yeah. But then yeah, the, there's a, the metagame there's a goes to, definitely. like, what if you play the original one anyway, just to call the bluff, because they, they won't tech against the original one because no one will ever play it anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's time will tell on this one, I think. Yeah, and I mean, talking about bulldoze, though, I mean, Hoffman also has that. He just can't move quite as far as the emissary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if Hoffman suddenly just went 12 inches across the board, it'd be like, he'd need the tractor wheels on that or something. Yeah, that would be cool for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So it's it's a cool model. I'm really excited to see it. How's on the lightning on his fingers? So I didn't think I would like it. Yeah because I was worried about it as far as a model. I'm happy he doesn't have the lightning coming out of his helmet that he's wearing. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the art shows that. I'm like, if this is on the model, I'm going to cut it off. Yeah. But 
the hand's not too bad. It actually, I think it helps fill out the 50 mil base a little bit better. Right, right. Because he, even though he's, he's kind of wide, he's still kind of like lean. Yeah, as far as the model. yeah. So the lightning kind of, it widens it to make it look more appealing, I think. I just, I'm going to have to find a better way to paint lightning. I'm, I, I tried it on the, uh, the guilty. Yeah. I, tr I tried it on them before. I didn't like the results. So I'm going to have to figure out another, another method. Yeah. I bought all the, um, X-Men models for crisis protocol, a game I've still uh, never yeah. played. Um, and storms the one model I've not painted yet because fuck knows how to paint lightning. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's almost like fire where I think you have to learn how to paint it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because people usually paint, you know, dark to light on layers, but with fire, it's, it's the inverse. You got to yeah. paint lighter at the source of the heat and then kind of darken it coming out. Yeah. So I don't know if I, I just need to brighten where the source of this lightning is on his hand and then kind of see, but lightning's weird like that. It kind of is bright in weird spots. So I'm just going to play yeah, with yeah, it, just, I think. Just fuck it it's your model do what you want man. if anyone doesn't like it fuck them <laughs> you you fucking paint the model then yeah, exactly <laughs> with this hoffman though i don't i think you're just looking for day i think this is one where maybe you just throw them into turf wars yeah uh you just go just go to murder people and just take the board and and go get it i think he'd have some game in um okay is it corrupted idols where you place your four at the back no. Oh, symbol, symbols. Symbols, yeah. I think you'd have some playing to symbols because you can just block off your ones with the pylons as well. Yeah, I think you do that, and then you can bring, like, hunters and you can bring watchers to go get Yeah, the other yeah. That's it. He can just hold the back and, yeah, just send your fast models out to get the other stuff. Yeah. So I think he's got a lot more game, this one. And I think, honestly, Hawkman's always been strong enough where I think people need to bring him anyways. Yeah. Just because, one, it's cool because all the models look cool because they're robots. Yeah, yeah. And then... Two, he also dips into some of the dumb, you know, Arcanist crap. So you get some of those <laughs> good Arcanist robots. And uh, yeah, he just, he, he's a good model. I'm, I'm really hoping this new version gets people not only to play that, but also get into the older version. Because yeah. I, play, I played, uh, once again, it was against Cadmus, but I was playing Hoffman 1. And I gave fast to the Peacekeeper. Yeah. And I dragged in whatever the spider-looking beater that Cadmus has. Yeah, I yeah. I dragged that stupid thing in, and I just beat the bejesus out of it. I think I got like four <laughs> melee attacks on it or whatever. And he was like, I didn't think you could kill that in one activation. It's like, blouses, bitches. <laughs> Dead. Anytime I beat up on Cadmus, I don't feel bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Squish no, those books. No. So, oh man, and actually talking about Cadmus, Ulix uh, throwing pigs into the important stuff in Cadmus sounds pretty good. <laughs> just <laughs> shoot the pig just into the middle and just kill Cadmus or yeah. kill Nexus. Yep, yep. Honestly, just a, a 21 inch threat range war pig. Hell yeah. With so Chris, what's, what's your next uh, next card that you are definitely excited about? Um, It's it's Yuko. Which is what Yo, I was playing against. Yuko Ono. Yuko, yeah. Mainly because uh, we did a, a slow grow league or whatever, a, a friendly league in our group, and I chose Yuko. So it was playing 10 games against other people. And like I did eight games, and then they errated her to the new version of Yuko, which is the better. Which is a lot better. Yeah, which is the better. <laughs> but then, I, you know, I, losing 10 games in a row in a league is not fun. Um, Hell no. Because Yuko's. 
she's a really weird one to play. And I think you need 20 games to get good with her. Well, and I think what's weird and what this new new version of uh, Yoko kind of turns on more is Yoko actually has a lot of beaters in her keyword. Yeah, yeah. But the original wasn't. So it kind of... It, especially until the errata, it really fought against itself a lot of times. Yeah, the, the old version, you just kind of you'd kidnap a model and just abuse it to drain the opponent's <laughs> hand. But then yeah. that's about it, really. The opponent had no hand. You're like, what do I do now? I can't really kill you or anything because I've nothing to support. Yeah, and looking at this new version, the Unseen, definitely has this ninja feel to it. So yeah. what, what has you all hot and bothered about this new Yoko? Um, again, it was the model at first. It was like, holy shit, she's <laughs> gone from being a geisha to a, to a ninja. It's absolutely amazing. That's um, got to be an interesting story. Yeah, 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 I know. I need the book. You know, it's obviously not landed <laughs> in the UK yet. I might get Doug to take some pictures of the story for me. <laughs> there you go. Um. But it's the fact, like, she'd always, she, she used to have trained ninja stapled on her all the time to give her stealth, just to try and make her a bit more survivable. But then that got errated as well. Um, but now she's, she's got stealth. Now it's on her card. She's got stealth and slippery. <laughs> so it's like. Slippery's so good. Slippery's horrible, man. Slippery's absolutely horrible. But it's, it's the fact she can actually do damage now. She can still move things around if she needs to. She can still fuck with the opponent's hand, but she can do damage. And she gets to pass tokens automatically every turn now as well. So it's, I think she just supports a keyword a lot better whilst being a lot better herself. There's probably still room yeah. for old Yuko. And if you've got those 20 reps with her and you know what the fuck to do with her, then well played, sir. But I'm not that person. I want new Yuko. Yeah. And I don't know. Is there something in her keyword that puts out distracted where she's going to be able to benefit from it with backstab? There's a lot. The geishas put out distracted on the law. Okay. Um, and then you've got all the negative to willpower jewels off everything as well. So um, when she puts out the gather intel, if there's a geisha or a kabuki warrior within two inches of it, they'll be on negative to the willpower jewel on that. So they'll just a target number 13 on a negative. They'll probably fail it and gain a distracted there anyway. I mean, speaking of anti-armor, I mean, backstab ignores it and yeah. you can do two additional damage by reducing the distracted. Yeah. Yeah. So potential four, five, six damage ignoring armor is f fucking ridiculous. Three times. Almost almost sounds like a pig. Yeah. Yeah. But the, <laughs> I think the gather intel, you do want to be taking the kabukis now because they were the good kabukis but they die quite easily in the big base dude I, I love i love those puppets man those kabuki warriors are so much no the, the kabukis are the big guys are they yeah 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 it's the kanoichis oh, little puppets is it kan no not kanoichis the oh i can't remember the, the, the bunraku bunraku that's the one bunraku yeah yeah, I've, never seen, I've never seen these kabuki warriors they're amazing models it's what got me into yuko is that the whole keyword looks beautiful it's like some stunning models but then the kabookies. How, how many lures does this stupid crew have? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but now you just push one of those up with gather intel, so it's engaging something. It pulses out distracted, and they're on a negative. And then you've got this kabuki sat there before it's activated, ready to beat the shit out of whatever it's next to. And it's a two nope, don't engagement. Like it. <laughs> don't like it i do i do love hinamatsu though hinamatsu is one of my favorite models in the game. You know what? I've yet to play with hinamatsu because. I'll, I'll only play on a table with because you like because you like hard mode is that yeah, why yeah because I like because I'm a sucker for pain but, um, <laughs> I'll only play with my I hate proxying where possible oh me too so me I too. played new Ulix and new Yuko on Vassal 
but Hinamatsu, like twice I've ordered it from shops in the UK and twice oh, they've, tough. they've turned around and said, oh, it's actually not here. Yeah, when I, uh, when I first got into uh, Neverborn, I actually had to do, I had to find one store online and it was the last box that they had. Yeah. And I couldn't find it anywhere else for like months. So I, I lucked out in getting it. No, it's, I, I've wasted too much time and money on Hinamatsu, so f- fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, I'll go other ways. Yeah, we can use other stuff. Yeah, yeah. The um, All right, me... the bonus action as well, her new bonus action is absolute filth. So you talk about it's easier to do the pass token thing. Why is that a big deal for this Yoko and her crew? Because um, the whole crew uses pass tokens for plus flips. Um, so my opponent I was playing against yesterday with, with new Yoko, I think I was turn two, I declared a scheme. He had Chio over the halfway line, so that's two pass tokens there. So I was one model up on him, turn two. He got nine pass tokens at the end of the turn, which is just fucking sickening. That does seem like a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Either uses the pass tokens to gain plus flips, or just keep passing so your opponent uses all all their activations, and then go with five models once they're finished. Or <laughs> she's got that incriminating evidence on the front of the card. So if you end an activation with eight inches of within eight inches of Yuko, she drops a pass token and you gain distracted. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I just had distracted pigs everywhere. That sounds terrible. Yeah, that was that was fuck. Yeah, I was just flipping attacks on negatives. Like fuck you, I'll take the distracted. Unless you're playing against English Ivan, then that sounds terrible. Yeah, I think that's one of the ones where if you know if you know your opponent's going to play Yuko, no matter which version they're going to take, just take English Ivan. He loves it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's explorers definitely have one of those things where there's certain masters where as soon as they declare explorers, you're like, I can't bring that master. Yeah, that master doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I've just learned to bring Ma- I just learned to bring Maw Tucket pretty much any any time. She answers everything. Explorers. Just bring it to yeah. bring it to every game. Yeah. Well, the great thing is because you can bring a really solid Maw Tucket list against uh, against English Ivan, yeah. where you have no willpower six. So yeah. it's like, yeah, fuck, fuck your Brock Inspector. You don't get you I, don't I, get it this game. I did it against one of our players, and it was just like, yeah, I'll just take three bushwhackers and put out pit traps everywhere. <laughs> fuck you, because shadows aren't incorporeal. Well, and just because you brought up bushwhackers, I think people need to at least bring those more if they're not. And other players that play against Bayou need to be aware that bushwhackers are good because I very few games that I bring bushwhackers, do they not score me at least two points usually more? Yeah. Because especially with outflank out there, with break the line, and then also with um, research, research mission yeah because if you're playing break the line they can score a research mission by themselves just because yep. they have the strategy they can put a pit trap down and then they can throw a scheme down i, I take three wherever i can because three of those that seems that seems excessive there's no such thing in bio <laughs> <laughs> three of those sat right by your opponent's deployment zone with pit traps in front of them it's, it's just forcing your opponent one way because they're not going to come at you and if they do come at you, pop up a soul stone out of there and throw whatever's coming at you into a pit trap. All right. Anyway. So anything else about Yoko? <laughs> Yoko. Anything else about this? I, I don't know Ten Thunders, so I can't speak too much about it. Um, the, the new um, Whispered Lies on the front of the card. So it, when there's at least two distracted out near a model, um, they can add whatever suit they want to whatever they're doing. 
So it's a combined yeah, total of two distractors. To get too distracted on a model, if something charges into it, they're getting whatever suit they want. So if you've got a crit strike, you can add an extra ram. That seems good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very good. It's very good. <laughs> no, she just seems a more aggressive way of playing, which is, a, I think, a more fun and involving game for both players. Because as fun as it is sometimes kidnapping a model and just abusing it to drain a hand, it's, it's fun for you. It's not really fun for the opponent. Yeah, I think especially with the new Yoko one, uh, that master plays very much with I'm going to drain your resources. I'm going and you start off with one last card. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to lure you where you don't want to be. And I'm going to make you discard and I'm going to make you do this. And this new one definitely is more. Yeah, I, I can give out these different things, but then I'm going to use them to punish you. Yeah. Through pain, through pain, and I'll still fuck with your hand a bit, but I'm gonna let you keep it. <laughs> I just want to take a peek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a, peek. take a bit. I want to know what's coming. Uh, we had a before the show. We had a you know a, a goal that we were gonna try to talk about by you with everything we talk about. So so far, <laughs> that we're was, spot that's on. an unwritten rule that one. Well, and I just I almost do it now intentionally just to throw it out as much as I mean, obviously, I'm playing the faction. Yeah, but just just to get at the haters a little bit, you know, just to twist the knife in there a little bit. Oh, I, I played Bayou near enough all the way through M2E. And then up to the start of this year, I played Bayou all the way through M3E. So I went 10 Thunders this year to take a break. But these new masters have just got me so excited for going back to Bayou. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the same thing. Like I said, I was doing with Guild. I got that to kind of cleanse the palate a little bit yeah yeah but yeah these these new masters are ridiculous yeah. um but the other non-master that i wanted to talk about and this is the one i actually got suckered into i think is with that hoffman box you also get von schill yeah and this von schill one the mo i put the model together it looks crazy as hell yeah where he's in almost this power armor that he ripped off of a robot he's like and immortan joe isn't he yeah and he's just he looks like he's just charging in and just gonna rip apart stuff so uh i don't know what do you think about this new von schill the other one similar to this is still gonna deal with the upgrades yeah but this one's doing it different yeah it's i can't see that much difference between the two of them this one puts out more damage and he gets yeah. to yeah he does mess around with the upgrades more because he's getting two bonus actions now isn't he yeah, um, so you can do your bonus uh, bonus twice, which, I mean, foul mouth motivation is always good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're throwing out the um, the equipment onto yourself and then getting another bonus to, to do whatever's on the equipment. It's fucking... Well, and I think this is why I... Because the other Von Schill is very much, I'm going to send a couple robots at you, but I'm going to hand out stuff and I'm going to shoot at you. Yeah, yeah. Where th this one's more, I'm going to hand out upgrades, but I'm going to punch you in the face too. Yeah, three, four, six damage with potential blast. So there's so much on his card that sticks upgrades on him as well. Yeah, because you can do it on. Uh, so you're doing your bonus twice. Yeah. So not not only are you healing them and giving out focus, but he's also throwing out armor, and that's built in. So just two models, you're boom, boom, as long as you have the six. Yeah uh he's also he's got bulldoze so i mean i guess he's the same as von schill where he's moving around yeah but uh he also does it on his heavy claws once again a crow put out an upgrade and the thing i think i like about von schill is that you're going in to kill stuff but you can still bring your ranged attacks because he doesn't cause a friendly fire negative to when you're shooting at yeah. what he's engaged with you still have your snipers and you'll still have your uh 
what are they called now? The Flammenwerfer guys. Yeah, I mean, can so looking at the front of his card, can you pronounce that word? <laughs> Soldner Kapitan. <laughs> Bro, that's probably butchered it. Yeah, I'm, I have no German speaking <laughs> capabilities, so I'm not even going to try to. Uh, I did it at school about 15, 25 years ago, actually. <laughs> Shit. I'm older <laughs> than I thought. <laughs> yeah, and he also has pass off, which I don't know. It's almost kind of what, a, I mean, it, with Ophelia's kind of ability, is it also pass off? It's not. No. Hers is give me that back. Yeah, it's a She gives out thing. focus. It is because basically when you uh, discard the upgrade, you can attach that upgrade to another friendly free core within eight. And if you do, they gain shielded. Yeah. So it's a little different, but yeah, I, the upgrade masters are definitely interesting. Yeah. Cause they've, they've gone that way with a few of them. Cause uh, Perdita has gone that way as well. Hasn't she? Yeah. Perdita has upgrades. I mean, Ophelia always had yeah, upgrades. So. Yeah. And I think the upgrades, are interesting because they definitely give you a lot of playability with kind of trying to fit certain situations uh, that present themselves on the board and saying, Oh, Von Schiel went in there. You want to know what I'm going to kick out these boots and you can go do a pseudo leap and go get that, you know, symbol or whatever. Rocket boots are always fun. No matter what the situation is just, yeah. Do you, do you know offhand what all the upgrades are for him? I don't have, there's, a, there's rocket boots. Uh, there's a rocket launcher. Um, what's not the love yeah uh, that's all you need to know really you don't use the other one <laughs> okay so is there three though yeah there's three there may be four uh <laughs> those are the only important ones oh shit there's a few grenade belt landmines reinforced assault shield rocket boots and a rocket launcher okay so we got five there yeah <laughs> shit <laughs> but you only ever used two yeah, and I think a couple of those, since you're being offensive, because the one with our Assault Shield gives you Arcane Shielding, yeah. which will definitely help out Von Jill. Yeah, with the armor as well and potential shielded. Rocket Boots, what's the other one I haven't heard of? The other one you said, let's see here, Landmines. Landmines. I mean, sure. Grenade Belt, there's two bonus actions on that too, so you can either put out Distracted Shockwave or two distracted yeah. shot waves or just and clock clockwork grenades are good if you, if people haven't used those before i use yeah. that a lot with uh i think um bert has them yeah. and some other models have them yeah and it's kind of just incidental damage but it, it really can help you out every now and then it's that little kind of niche anti-scheme i really need to get rid of that scheme marker 10 inches away let's throw yeah. out a grenade and what is it seven of crows it cost you for that but that's sometimes worth it to stop a point yeah, and your defense five, willpower six. The only thing I would be concerned, and that is definitely gonna, you're gonna have to get the feel for it, is what to send Von Schill into. Because if you send him into the wrong situation, he he can very well end up dead very quickly. Yeah. He's only armor one, and you can give some shielding to him, uh, but he can't foul mouth motivation himself. No, he's he's, he's lost dive in charge as well, hasn't he? Does the old Von Schill have diving charge? Sure, the old one has diving charge. Hmm, that's it. Yeah. I guess maybe because he has bulldoze now. I don't know. Yeah, but you think the old one's like a guy with one robot leg. This guy's in fucking space marine armor. <laughs> this one should <laughs> be able should, to dive. He charge. should have it. No, I've just noticed on the art, it looks like he's got um, chrome nipples. Those definitely need painting. Yeah, and I was actually looking at Von Schill's crew because I like the armored kind of steampunk look of his crew. Yeah, and the robots, yeah. obviously. 
I, I'm not a fan of the black armor though. So I'm actually debating on how I'm going to paint that armor up since I'm not going to go with that, just that black kind of armor look. Yeah. The black gloss It is a, it is a strange look. Isn't it? it doesn't really fit with the rest of his crew with that. So, yeah. You'd have to find a theme for it, but um, good luck assembling the trunk anyway, when you get to it. Even the plastic one's bad. Yeah. Even the plastic one's bad. Well, you know, that's probably going to be the next box I get. No, I lied. I got to get some, uh, oh, no, some you've done buy you've, Raiders. You've done buy okay. You'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Iron Skeeters. Those <laughs> are terrible. Original Skeeters. Jesus. If you yeah, can get one with both in antennas intact, then... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do I mean, and even with, so the new Ophelia, and once, hey, we're on it. We're like four for four talking about Bayou. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the new Ophelia... She uh she has the little pig and since she's size it. one, yeah. It, but the little pig is in two pieces. <laughs> Jesus. The little pig on um, is it Rami's gun? I'm sure that was that in two pieces as well. Uh, I think it was, but I lost it. it fell off. <laughs> no. Well, because it just has the little string on there, yeah. so it just it fell off, and I, I'm like, fuck it, I'm not putting it back on. <laughs> uh, but Von Schill looks definitely interesting, and yeah. I think the one thing from this box that I think both sides can agree on is the metallurgist is actually a supreme model this model is yeah. going to win you some exchanges yeah yeah that's that's one of the great models that's that's one of the ones where you really won't want to split a box with a friend because you'll both yes. be arguing over that yeah and it's a good enforcer it's only six stones i saw that for everything that it does i mean granted only has six boxes but as arcane shielding uh you can't have your your shielding, sorry, can reduce damage to zero if it's a shockwave, hazardous terrain, yep. or a blast. So all those stupid hazardous terrain auras that are out there, you can just sit this back, send your robot up. Yep. They don't care. Yeah. Has command construct and also vents team. So vents team. Hoffman, Hoffman doesn't have to bring, uh, what's the big uh, spider robot that he can bring from oh, Howard. Arcanist. Howard. Yeah, he doesn't have to bring Howard anymore. You can just bring Good. Metal Urgist. Fuck Howard. Not a fan, huh? Just fuck Howard. Have you ever faced Howard? I have. It's it's uh he goes down, but usually you lose a lot of stuff. Yeah, before. exactly. exactly. <laughs> fuck Howard. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's such a good that plays Mayfeng with Mech Pork Chop and the Metal Golem just having double vent steams out there. Triple vent steams I mean, because May is I mean what why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> steam everywhere. You get a steam, you so, get a steam. Talking about stompy robots, uh, yeah, let's go into May. This was actually one of the models that we talked about on the podcast, but I, I'm actually curious to see how you use May because we talked about a lot of different things first look. Yeah. Have you actually gotten some games in with May? With new May, uh, I've, yep. I've had a couple of games in with her. She's She is different and she isn't. Um, she kind of like old May was very much she could alpha strike with the best of him. She'd be in Hell the yeah. opponent's deployment zone, kicking shit out of whatever was there. Um, new May just kind of like that big horrible metal golem that they were struggling to kill. Now they they won't even fucking scratch they can't, it. They can't, they can't, they can't do anything to it at the minute. Um, and when I uh, I did get one game in with it, and I will say that the fact that you put out shielding. And they're struggling to do even one point of damage yep. to that golem is ridiculous. Yeah, you need to be min four just to do one damage to the golem now. Yep. Um, and and May herself, you just can't really kill her because she's got that iron plate in now. So she's like English oh, Ivan so with his so shadow markers. Because scrap markers. There's scrap markers everywhere. Just shitting them out because she summons um, Metal Gammon now as well. 
for absolutely nothing. Seems good. Yeah, it literally nothing. Like remove two scrap markers, no cost. Some <laughs> the metal gallon, gammon. Yeah, you don't even need to flip anything. No, it's no, just there. Just there. Remove two scrap markers. How am I going to get scrap I, markers? You made I think that, motherfucker. I think that was a mistake. Yeah, on weird part, that's a mistake. Yeah, well, it's in the book. At now. least make him throw a five or something. Yeah, right, yeah. You know? discard the cards <laughs> to summon a metal gammon. You know, something like nope. that. That's what. Um, you just got it. The others have, but no. Uh, yeah. There's going to be scrap markers everywhere, more scrap than ever. This is what, what plays to me, dropping the markers everywhere. I'd be playing the meta game of how many scrap markers going to get out. And if I need to buy more tokens, I've won. Well, and this is one of those masters where you play it and you might have, let's say, like 10 scrap tokens. Yeah. And you play a game, you're like, shit, I need to buy more scrap tokens. Yeah, right. <laughs> All these corpse markers are actually scrap as well. Uh, so are these scheme yeah, markers. <laughs> I actually, I like the Foreman May thing better than the original personally I, I don't know i've played a lot with the original like a lot a lot um well i have no games with the original so i just yeah. i'm looking at the card it's pure it's because the gumdrop box came out and i needed that box so mm -hmm. that's all i pretty much played but it's the gundrop box with uh misguided in there as well because she fits with the crew yeah. sparks and the mech pork chop yeah this this may thing is all about let me bring some some stuff to beat you up and she's going to keep it up and make your life miserable yeah yeah, and she can still launch it in your face turn one as well because she can still push things around. That modified welder, like a melee mm -hmm. attack, now it heals things. Instead, so you've got two sources of healing from her and Sparks now hitting things. Yeah. Sparks is still just powering up. Like she'll, she'll yeah. give something a load of shielded and then Sparks will put bombs on it. And I think this is also a good point of when we were talking about how people cry, you know, about OP stuff and this and that. When, when he actually, Sparks got nerfed, there was a lot of crying because people like to do the bombs in the belly bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually like this version better because I think it opens him up to more play than just the one specific gimmick. I've got so much more out of him because, yeah, all, all I ever did with Sparks before was just bombs in the belly, bombs in the belly, and then keep him safe so that the bombs in the yeah. belly can go off. Whereas new Sparks now, he's done so much for me. He's, he is a staple. Yeah, he has pseudo-obey in there. Yep, yep. He... Um, yeah, he just has a lot of playability. I like what he does. Even the new bombs in the belly, because again, you stick it on that metal golem with its like up to shielded three normally by the time you've launched it in. So they, they need to yeah. do four damage to do anything to it. And even then they're taking a damage back. Yeah, I actually like that, especially in that the pack with explosives now, it works so well with the new May. Yeah. Because she's just putting out shielded. So it's like, yeah, yeah you can hit this robot, but you're only going to do one to me and you're also taking one. Yeah. And you have vent steam in there, so you're probably taking two. Yep, yep. And then May's going to come in and smack the robot and heal it anyway. That that was the most, I think, infuriating thing when I played that version, that May 2. Yep. And Chris was playing against it, and he's just like, you know, I, I'm doing like one damage, and then you just come in and heal it, and it, it, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> My big scary robot stain is a big... But again, it's a distraction piece. That big robot's there. And they're focusing yeah. everything, trying to kill it. And really, all it's doing is just standing there while everything else is going off scoring. Yeah, what did you think about the uh, the rock hopper looking at it from May's side? Um, I quite like the rock hopper because it, it saves a lot of the the problems with May, really. You can't really remove the scrap markers around it. And it stops the... like It, it fucks Pandora. It fucks anyone like that. Because you can't yeah. do any damage apart from your normal melee attacks or, or hazardous terrain, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's kind of the good part. The fact that it's like, oh, you can't mess with these markers and you can't 
you know, put all this bullshit damage out on them. Yeah, and I've flipped a four of crows, so I get a soul. No, four of masks, so I get a soul stone. Yeah, I think this is one where both in Bayou, I don't know about Arcanist because they have access to a lot of shenanigans, but I know in Bayou, this is going to be a model that you might see a little bit out of keyword just yeah. because of all the the new, especially just the soul stone generation. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, Ma didn't need another one, but she got another one. Yeah, yeah. I think the only problem outside of um, outside of May or outside of Ma, you're just going to struggle staying in the scrap markers. Yeah. But then I suppose if you took that and Mech, then you've got the scrap marker and a Soulstone every turn. I mean, we're already kind of talking about Ma. What did you think about it when you saw you were bugging me to know which master we were going to reveal? <laughs> I was like, tell me, tell me you're revealing Ma without telling me you're revealing Ma. Well, at, at, at that point, though, I mean, the Bayou was about to riot because there wasn't actually any green skin models, oh. you know, revealed yet. We were, we were joking about it on the, like we were recording one of ours yesterday and we were joking how like until you came along, not a single master I own had been revealed. Not a, <laughs> and then you come along with a double bomb of May and Mar in the one box. And I was just like... Pete, I fucking love you, man. Fuck you did it. And not only was it Ma, it was Mecha Mima. It was like this, this model's insane. It's gone straight to Ma 3.0. There is no 2.0. It's gone straight. So, I, have have you? Uh, do you ever or did you ever play War Machine back? Yeah, in the day? Yeah, I did. I did. And I was Mecha Mima reminds me of the third version of some of those masters. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. She is. There's there's no um, like you were talking about Butcher Butcher Two. And the butcher three, she's straight butcher mm -hmm. three. She's, she she's the, on the big fucking base with a giant robot spider, and a, a spoon seems to have got bigger as well somehow. Well, you know, when you smack enough people around, you got to repair it and improve it. <laughs> yeah, there is a bit of tape on that holding it together, but yeah, she. There is a little bit. I've, I've not played with her yet because I'm, I'm waiting for the model. That's one I just can't wait Me to too. put the model on the table and play with it. So I've I've read the card a few times, immediately forgotten what most of it does, then read the card again and got excited again. Yeah, and once again, this is something that I think helps out by you a lot because with heaps of trash, you can choose to ignore hazardous terrain. Yeah. yeah. Which there there are times where hazardous terrain can just really chew your your gremlins up so well, it's the, i was really yeah, happy to see that the bushwhackers because they can't go in their own pit traps mm -hmm. but now they completely ignore their own pit traps and she's nearby yeah and i like that the scrap markers are also basically hazardous severe terrain yeah yeah um, just like the pit traps so that's going to be good too because it, it almost you want to synergize bringing the uh bring some of the mechanical stuff. Yeah. Spitting out some of those scrap mines just to put more hazardous terrain out for people. And then you're not going to be affected by it unless you have, you know, your boys, you have the old uh, test subjects. <laughs> and then it's like, yes, please. Yeah. Does it say may not be affected by? It does. May choose to be unaffected. Yeah. I think they'll want to be affected by the hazardous, those boys. Because that's the only problem I have with... Um, with sparks is that his ability says that you do ignore it so yeah sparks doesn't like working too close to the test subjects when he does yeah yeah but man this thing is the front's all the front's all gravy but then you get to the back and i think most of your actions are going to be spent probably with the harpoon gun yeah yeah uh i mean because why not yeah that uh, another gremlin's trash is is niche isn't it there's 
it's just a shockwave effectively which you're not going to do you're going to be yeah. drilling things harpoon gunning them and creating traps and that's about it really and that's that's all you want from it yeah yeah i think it's the trap and i think it's the gun and if stuff gets too close or if you need to take some armor down you can use the drill yeah yeah and that's that's probably what you're going to see out of her uh scatter is also pretty good when you need to get something out of the way i mean if you're playing ley lines or yeah. if you're playing something where it's like i need you away from this that's that's a good one yeah just walk up twice and then just scatter something to push it off a marker yeah yeah the only thing that uh with the create trap I was hoping that you could put Maw down the tunnel. Yeah. But it's another friendly, so she can't hop down it herself. Is she just throwing the gremlins down the trap? Is that what she's doing? I think she's just dropping a hole underneath them and they're falling down and going, shit. Some Looney, that's like some Looney Tune shit right there. <laughs> oh, man. But there's so many shenanigans with this. I mean, in my mind, the first thing that I'm going to try to do, and I don't even care, is with that secret tunnel. I'm going to drop a rooster rider down it and then just scream it up the board. You know, you could score like breakthrough turn one. Fucking beautiful. If you were able to. Absolutely beautiful. Ugh, why not? I can't wait. Because one thing I love with Ivan is just making that little umbra bridge between two yeah. marks and just teleporting things between them. And this, this is just more bullshit in an already bullshit crew. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i mean because it. it's not it's not hard to do i mean you, you throw out so many pit traps that it's just going to be there and you just yeah 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 and, and it's take, four of mass take three bushwhackers there's three pit traps to start with chain them up six inches apart each and just create a fucking <laughs> well a and i think the thing that you and i can appreciate probably the most from this and people that are similar minded is that most of these second versions of the masters and their titles I love how their abilities are strong, but it is centered around their keyword. It literally yeah. breaks it down to you have to do the keyword. Yeah, because the one the one criticism of Ma maybe is that yes, yeah, you could run an all mech list, but it wasn't quite as good. Like I, I preferred, I'd take mech pork chop with Ma and Sparks, but I wouldn't really take the survivors. But now, I think with this one, you would take the survivors and the mech pork chop and. I, th I think you could do a pretty interesting pseudo gun line with Maw. Those survivors, are, like, you f I forget they have 14 inch guns. Yeah, it's 14. Yeah. Well, think about it. Them, the roosters, yeah. and are the bushwhackers 14 too? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a lot of range. I've done, I think it's two roosters and three bushwhackers, is what I normally yeah. run with. I Ma. haven't done three bushwhackers. I didn't go down the rabbit hole that far. <laughs> <laughs> so five 14 inch guns is fucking ridiculous. And. I think that was yeah, hers is twelve. That was the thing I learned with the roosters is like they're better as a as a reckless gun that shoots three times. I can't wait to play some of these condition based masters and shit all over them with that wave emitter off the harpoon gun <laughs> and just remove all their shit. Just just the big uh, fire golems coming at you going, Come at me, bro. I'm I'm shielded. I'm, <laughs> it's just like fuck you. <laughs> Ma's gonna make the fire golem super sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then McMorning as well, poisoning all his own stuff. It's like, fuck. Oh. Pew, pew. <laughs> Same thing with the new, newer old brewmaster. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Brewmaster does not want to see that gun. Either or, either or, man. Yeah, it's all, oh, it's all exciting with Ma. And just once, I think, plunking that, that it's a proper centerpiece as well. The new Ma. Oh model. yeah. Because some of the new models are they're nice, but they're not really the centerpiece of the crew. That yeah and i mean a good example that's definitely with the i got the ophelia and the um 
Perdita box. Yeah, yeah. And and the sculpts are good. I mean, they're very unique, especially Ophelia holding the pig. And then yeah. Perdita kind of has this very much uh, kind of like just this gunslinger, just trophy hunter kind of kind of look to her. But it's they're still the same size and they kind of they're just positioned a little differently. Whereas, I mean, you, you see the difference between Maw and Mechami Maw, and it's yeah. like, whoo. You immediately know. That's the thing, because new Ophelia, you could just proxy the old one if you were yep. if you were that way. But yeah, You can't proxy. I, no. The only thing I think I can proxy Mechami Maw with is I still have uh, Colossus from Guild Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sit Maw on top of it. Magnetize it. <laughs> sit Maw on top. Go. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, so excited for that. Just can't wait for this model to come out. Uh, oh, Courtney's just here. woke up. Hey! He's going to jump in now. He's just trying to get his camera working, I think. That's fine. That's good. He can save the listeners from all the Bayou talk. <laughs> no, because he fucking hates Bayou, so we need to do it more. Oh, we will. <laughs> no, trust me, I'm going to run with that one. <laughs> yeah, the first crew box he ever bought was M2E, and he bought Summer, and he just couldn't assemble it, and he literally rage quit Malifaux <laughs> because he couldn't assemble a Summer box. Will Grinky ever wake up? Will he save the listeners from the bayou? Will Chris leave Harlefolk crew to join the Rage Quit Wire? Find out next time on Rage Quit Wire.